you have to consistently be managing your brand. You can't build your personal brand, put it out there, and just leave it alone because. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast show and really excited about this edition have an international guest and today I have the personal branding pioneer of Japan Peter Stelachi. Peter welcome to the show. Thank you very much Bernard it's a pleasure to to be on your show. Yeah all the way from Japan though you've going through Japan US um what about Japan that excites us? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, wow. You know, Japan is, Japan's one of, it, it's, it's kind of a country where it's, it's very special in many ways. And, and, um, uh, as someone who, who's from the United States, um, I was always just very fascinated about Asian culture, particularly, uh, Japan. And, and I just decided some years ago to, uh, to jump on a plane and, and come to Japan. And, and I, I wound up staying for a while and going back to the U.S. and then coming back to Japan yet again. So it's a, I definitely consider Japan uh, a second home for me. You, you fall in love with the country. <laughs> well, yeah, I fell, I fell in love with the country and the, the culture and the people. Um, and I think that's perhaps probably my motivation for, for wanting to, uh, to bring personal branding into Japan. Um, I think it's a culture and a country that that could really use it and and because of my time here and my my love for the country and the culture it just seemed like the next logical step to to bring that that special thing called personal branding to to the japanese culture now i'm talking about personal branding what does personal branding mean to peter stelachi ah great really good question um it really means just finding whatever that 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 special Unique characteristics or, that you have, and then using them to to your advantage, uh, whether that's in business uh, and in life. Um, I, you know, the 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 name of my of my business and and consulting uh, company is uh, Believe Become Be Your Brand, and and I think for me that's what it's all about. It's every single one of us has to believe that we have something that's unique and authentic to offer the world. And then once we believe that, we can develop the tools and the skills to, to become that and demonstrate that. And then, and then you be that. I mean, it's just the essence of who you are and you communicate that, uh, you live that and you breathe it every single day. So for me, that's really what personal branding is. Now let's get started on the journey of personal branding. Uh cultural relevancy in it maybe you've been in the US you've been in Japan in other part of the world let's look at an individual wanting to start building a personal brand what should be the starting point from your perspective is it belief then let's move to the process through yeah I think it is I think that is the first part is, is believing that uh, that you have that, that that special thing whatever that is and and for me um what I tell people, and it's it's also uh, something that I did for myself when I started this journey, is is understanding uh, more about who I am, but also looking 
get that from other people. Uh, and, and I think you really have to get feedback from those around you, from people who really know who you are. Uh, because often what happens is we, everybody has a personal brand, but we probably really don't know what it is per se. And maybe we think it's one thing, but around us who knows it well, maybe see something else that, that you're, that you're, that you're demonstrating. And so, um, the, the uh, you're probably with the reach personal brand, we'll call three each person. Uh, and as a step that I, for people is to is to ask other people to get information and feedback about really who you are um, and and by doing that you begin to you get all this and begin to develop that belief that yes I do that is authentic and unique that I can now use to better or to give to others around me as well so believe then how do we become what we believe because there are people who think <laughs> they don't uh, don't so how how do we then transition from a belief state to a become state then the brand state yes because, yes like you uh, said, well, it, it's basically you know bernard i think it's it's once we have that information that comes from getting the feedback from those around us um uh, the next step is so critical. It is actually now using that information uh, in practical ways and, and developing certain tools that you would use to communicate what your brand is. So, for, for example, uh, maybe it's um, deciding that you're going to create some web simply creating a, a better social media presence and then using uh, what you learn from the stage of gathering this information uh, to then communicate who you are. Um, uh, other simple things might be to to also develop a, uh, a profile on LinkedIn or, or other sor- sources. But I think what it comes down to is in the become stage, uh, a lot of people struggle with how to do that on their own. And so this is where people who are personal branding coaches and consultants will typically come into the picture where you would work with somebody who would be able to help you to kind of decipher all of this and then to help you package and present it in that authentic way that, that you need to do. Um, and, and often as I, as I tell people, um, it does involve that other, that other person that, that can, that can be there to, to really help you to do that. Um, once you have worked with somebody to really develop those tools to communicate your personal brand, now it's just a matter of maintaining it. And that's the, that's the B. That's where you uh, have to consistently and constantly communicate that message, uh, in any way that you are going to do that. Uh, and obviously that does involve the online, uh, personal brand as well as the offline personal brand. And what I see a lot of people doing now is a, tend to put too much into one area. So they may be too focused on mm. online and then they forget about the offline presence or vice versa. And so it's often trying to find that nice balance in the B stage where you're, where you're, where you're being your brand, uh, but you have to be, you have to be your brand both offline and online. If that makes how do you strike the balance? Yeah. How do you strike the balance of op- offline presence and online presence? Um, Great question. I, I think we we tend to, at least nowadays, and and I feel with myself as well, we tend to gravitate gravitate more towards the online. 
uh, because we're we're constantly connected. I mean, we're constantly there's so many touch points that we have on the web, and and if if for example, if we're a independent consultant or starting our own business, we really do want to have a very strong web web presence. We want to show up on that first page of Google results. We we want people to find us. Um, uh, so maybe it's a question of 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 creating in some way some type of a routine where you say a certain part of my day is based on uh, checking how I'm doing online, getting my, my, my communication channels out there online, but also looking for those opportunities to network face-to-face. To, um, uh, because I really think that's, I, I, for me, and this might be a, a totally different discussion, but social media is an amazing tool, but at the same time I think it can be very damaging if we forget about the <laughs> offline presence. <laughs> All right, now walk us through the process of steps in one building a solid online presence. Then we come back to how then we balance with the offline activities that will solidify our brand. So let's go to what are the steps to build a strong online presence? Well, the first thing I would say is once you know what your personal brand message is and that, you're, that you've got the, the, the tools ready to communicate it, the, I think the key thing is is being very consistent in how you're doing it. Um, so for some people, for example, Twitter might be a great tool versus Facebook versus LinkedIn versus um, uh, personal portals like about.me, etc. cetera. Uh, and it's really finding out which tools are the most useful for you and then maximizing them to, uh, to however you want to use them. Sometimes we want to create a presence everywhere, and that might be okay, but then it can become very complicated to really manage it and maintain it. So, for example, in my case, I always found Twitter to be probably one of my best tools. Um, that's how I connected with other thought leaders in the personal branding space, and, and that's was has always been my go-to source. Um, LinkedIn was always another one as well, but Facebook is not so much an important one for me. Um, so I think it's really deciding which ones are are very important and then figuring out how you're going to use it. Um, the other thing is managing your online reputation by using certain uh, online reputation management tools that are out there. Um, some of these are uh, like the one that I, I often recommend to people that I've used is um, called brandyourself.com. Uh, and... I think these tools are important and they're worth the investment. And many times the investment is very minimal because now you get to kind of get a, a better sense of, of, of how you're showing up on the World Wide Web, how people see you on Google. Um, because we need to be seen on Google, but if we're being seen the wrong way, then we need to do something about it. So it's being very proactive about managing that, whether it's through a, a reputation management tool or there's being very proactive about uh, having Google alerts set up for your name and who you are and things like that. So it really is a two, it's really two pieces. It's developing the tools that you want to develop and then managing it and uh, maintaining it uh, on a regular basis. Uh, so that is brand new so that's how I to help you. Okay. Now let's, let's look at 
um, cycling analogy, you as a cyclist, how then do you bring that analogy into our branding, especially our offline brand, maintaining a, a good strategic <laughs> offline brand? I'm a passionate cyclist. I love cycling. And so when I was looking at uh, how to define my personal brand, uh, it just seemed like a very natural fit. I, I could use a lot of, of metaphors and analogies with cycling and and how do we um, uh, develop ourselves and promote ourselves. And so I decided that uh, one thing I could do to kind of stand out and represent who I am is to use cycling as my metaphor for personal branding. Um, uh one of my slogans is, I often say, if you work with me, it's personal branding with a spin. Um, and, and I'm going to help you to, uh, to, to create and to, to build this uh, personal brand for who you are. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of using, I, what I came known as the personal branding guy on a bicycle and, what I would often do is I would go on these bicycle rides and I'd bring my, my camera with me and I'd be somewhere in Japan and I would stop and I would do a two, three minute video offering a personal branding tip. And so people would see me with my cycling clothes and my cycling helmet on. Um, and it just was one way of separating and distinguishing me and using something that I'm very passionate about. I'm, I'm very passionate about cycling and incorporating it into how I work with people um, and, and using, as I said, using different analogies like shifting gears. We often have to shift gears in our life to, uh, to do something else. And, and when we shift gears, if we're uh, climbing up a mountain, for example, we have to shift into an easier gear. Uh, you know, it's a challenge. And if, if we don't shift and if we don't change, then maybe, you know, you won't be able to get to the top of the mountain or, Often during our personal branding situations, we might come across a, a flat tire. Um, you know, our brand gets a flat tire, and how do we fix that? How do we repair that? Uh, and using the different tools that you can to actually repair a damaged personal brand uh, and being able to get back on, you know, the bicycle and pedaling forward, et cetera. So it just became a very natural thing for me just because um, – uh, of the cycling passion that I have, and then combining that with with personal branding. Oh, uh, let's look at how getting back on track, especially if you fall fall as a brand, you you, you fall right when you are cycling towards your journey, and you fall. How do you then recover your brand reputation? Ah, uh, well, excellent question. Um, well, I think it requires you know once it happens. Um, it requires you to to basically stop and assess what the damage is. It's just like anything, and I'll use the cycling analogy again. If something happens on your bicycle, you've got to get off the bicycle, look at it, figure out what the damage is. It's If it's something that's very minor that you can just put a, a quick patch over versus like a chain breaking, which is much more complex because if the chain breaks, you can't pedal the bicycle. So it's first really assessing what the damage is to your reputation. Is it something that was maybe minor because someone made a comment about you somewhere online and it may have been negative? Um, and it might be easy to patch that. It might be uh, communicating directly with that person and trying to understand why was that negative comment 
uh, written about you, for example. If it's more complex, like a broken chain or a, uh, a wheel that is broken that prevents you from moving forward, um, and it's more damaging. I mean, for example, maybe um, something that appeared on social media, like a, a really a, a, a photograph of you in a, in a compromising situation, for example, that completely really damages your reputation. Uh, then it really does involve whether it's working with someone to help you to bring your reputation back to where it was. Um, it may be um, uh, get being more active in in b- rebuilding your brand uh, through um, uh, blogging or through um, completely revamping your website or something like that. Uh, so it really depends on assessing what the damage is and then creating an action plan for it. I always use the example because here's another cycling example of Lance Armstrong. I mean, Lance Armstrong, mm-hmm. um, personally, who I would say was one of my heroes for many, many years as an American cyclist. Um, and I've written actually various articles over time about Lance Armstrong and his personal brand, Puncture, etc. But once he revealed on national television that he did lie and that he did cheat uh, for all of his tour victories, um, that was a personal branding disaster. Um, and he's, mm-hmm. and he's still two, two plus years later dealing with it. Now he is repairing it. Um, but something like that takes an enormous amount of time. And what you may have noticed is when that happened, he pretty much disappeared off of the web. He disappeared from a lot of personal present, uh, uh, personal, um, um, situations because he needed to basically back away uh, versus somebody who makes a bad comment or puts up a, a silly picture on Facebook where you could probably repair that a lot faster. So I think it really depends on what the damage is and how do you how do you work with it. Mm. Now looking at the story, do you think you can come back better before Lance Armstrong? Lance Armstrong. Um, <laughs> It's a really interesting question, and if you had asked me that question probably a couple of months ago, I would have said yes. Uh, but he was recently in another interview on BBC where he was asked the question, would you do it again? Uh, and he answered the question, if it were the same time frame, I would do it again. Um, mm. And he really stands by that. And, and, and the interviewer said, do you realize that that comment would really upset, still upset many people? Um, and he, yeah. he followed up by saying this. He said, he said, I'm not guilty that I, he said, I don't feel guilty I did it. He said, because it was the nature of what cycling was about at that time. He said, I feel guilty that we as cyclists, as young cyclists, were put in a position where we maybe had no choice to do it. Um, and so I think you're still going to have a situation with Lance Armstrong where a lot of people still believe that his brand is destroyed, that he's, he'll never come back. Uh, and then you're still going to have other people who, who will believe and trust that he will come back a better person. Um, he did say, for example, that the Lance Armstrong that he was, that he became during that period of time, he said he never wants that person to come back. Um, but being, you know, making the statement of whether he would do it again um, that kind of can can be still very damaging. So it, it, he, 
Very yeah, he is. He is. I think his reputation has somewhat improved, <laughs> but I I don't know. I mean, it, that would be a you'd have to be a really really good personal branding coach to bring him out of what he's going through. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to William. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, but I think even interestingly, uh, William William Aruda just recently wrote an article on Forbes about um, the whole situation with Brian Williams. Uh, the the new mm-hmm. and and I think William raises some very interesting points in there. Is like you know we we view newscasters as people who are going to present to us um, true things, you know the news. Uh, and when we see a newscaster who kind of perpetuated something that was untrue over a period of time, that does damage his reputation of who he is. And it and what happens is we lose trust and we lose faith. In that person, and that's exactly what happened with Lance Armstrong, uh, is that people lost trust in who he was. Even the people who believed him and wanted to believe him that he was maybe the only person who wasn't doing it, uh, but but to lose that trust in people that we have developed an enormous amount of trust in is very very damaging to your reputation and your personal brand, and it's really really difficult to gain that trust back. How how was how was fame? I mean, very uh, critical to one's brand because I see the point of when you rise to certain status in life and society, and you begin to ride on your accolades. Right. It's easier for you to even topple over and fall because you might think you've arrived. Right. <laughs> exactly. I think. Um, but I think also think um, it really. I think it depends on kind of where you are and what space you. You travel with and, and the people that you associate with. I mean, obviously, people who are in the media, like the Lance Armstrong, the Brian Williams, uh, uh, all the famous people. I mean, they're constantly surrounded by media. They're, they, they're constantly having to be aware of of who they are and how they're presenting themselves. And that's very different than someone like me or someone like um, the person down the street who's running a successful. Uh, uh, business and they want to be known for that business and they want to be uh, the person that that you will always go to for that product or for that service um, but we're not maybe as we're not in an environment where we're consistently surrounded by it and so we look at people we look at successful famous people who've been able to consistently communicate a, a constant brand reputation and how they do it, uh, and then also, can we still take the same ideas and use that with the everyday person as well? And I think that yes, you can. Um, but fame is a very uh, is a very tricky thing, and and um, you know how we how we manage our fame um, is very important. We see people all of the time; they're they're famous one day, uh, then they become infamous for doing something bad. Uh, and then are they able to rebrand and rebuild themselves from that? And, and we've seen examples of this in, in, uh, with famous people like Martha Stewart and, uh, and other people as well. Um, so I think it's, it's like even for me, I always think like, okay, maybe I'm known in Japan for what I do in personal branding, uh, only because I was the first person to do it in Japan. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll always have that as my claim to fame is, is 
being the first person who uh, really personal branding is, not image consulting. There's a lot of image consultants in Japan who sometimes use the word personal branding, but that's not they're not really approaching personal branding as, as you and I and others uh, know it, what it is. Um, so, but anyway, so that's my claim to fame is I can be, I'll always be the first. Um, so the question is whether or not, uh, you know, would something happen with me and in my career and in my business where something bad would happen and how would I come out of that as the personal branding pioneer in Japan? Uh, and so it's, you know, it's, it is, as I said, it, it can be a very tricky thing. <laughs> that's true. So, Peter, what would be like your five golden nuggets on personal branding? Five golden nuggets. Um, well, as I said, the, the the first golden nugget, as I already said before, is is take the time to really understand who you are, and whether that's using a formal survey tool like the 360 Reach Personal Brand Survey, or it may be something more informal where you just ask a handful of people who know you well to pick five words that describe you, five adjectives that, that they think describe who you are. In the meantime, you will pick the same, you'll do the same thing. You'll pick five, five words to describe who you are and then collecting all this and trying to see where you can see some consistencies and some differences. And that begins to paint the initial picture of what your brand is, what, what brand you is for you. Um, and I think without doing that, you really can't move forward with, um, with really anything in, in personal branding. The second thing is then understanding once you know what that is, um, kind of what is, who is the target audience that you want to now communicate that message to? Um, as you probably know, the best brands in the world uh, are not trying to be everything to everyone. They're really, they're really trying to be something to some people. And I think you have to really identify who those people are and then communicating that something, whatever that something is to those people. Um, and I think that's really the power of personal branding is that it, it, we have the power to attract the people that we need to attract. And we also have the power to push away the people that we don't really need. Um, and it's really that target audience and identifying who you want to communicate with, who you want to present your brand to, that's going to be uh, really, really, really critical. Um, the third thing is then um, being really good about telling what you're, you know, telling your story. Uh, we, we nowadays we see a lot of people who are focusing on the power of storytelling, and we see that in business. We see it really everywhere. But every one of us does have a unique story to tell, and uh, once you can communicate with that story, that re- makes off people can your story. Maybe it's similar to them, um, but that really identifies who you are, and your story will really compel people to connect with you, to follow you, uh, to to want to do business with you, for example. And I, I think that's really important. Um, now, the other two nuggets I'll give you, I think, are more kind of practical in the sense of once you have all this information, okay, deciding how you're going to present it uh, online. I'll, I'll use the online one first because I think that's really important. Um, I think LinkedIn 
is incredibly powerful. I, I really believe it is one of the best personal branding tools out there, particularly for people who are really trying to build a business or trying to communicate their brand to um, to others. Um, and so it's really developing a really good LinkedIn profile, um, uh, you know, using different tips and strategies to write a very clear statement of who you are, uh, you know, using a very good professional headshot um, and not, you know, a selfie that you took <laughs> yourself. Um, and, and really delving into LinkedIn as a, as a, as a personal branding tool and not as a resume. And I think a lot of people just have always thought of LinkedIn as just an online resume. And yet it is so much more powerful than that. Um, um, it does require a little bit of time to understand how to use it. Um, but, but I think really understanding how to use LinkedIn to your advantage is, is really, really important. Um, the other thing is, uh, deciding how you want to invest your time in communicating your personal brand. If it's blogging, for example, um, I remember, you, you know, years back people saying, well, you've got a blog, you have to blog every day. You've got to really write all of these great articles and that's how people are going to recognize you. Um, and I, and I, it really depends. If you absolutely hate writing, then you probably don't want to communicate your personal brand through blogging because you won't, mm. you just won't do it. But if you're more, if your brand is more about, uh, the personal face to face communication or the, the presenting and talking to others, then it's looking for those opportunities to actually communicate your brand that way. Um, and, and, and that really seems to be very, very powerful. It's, it's, um, like for me, I enjoy a bit of writing, but I also like talking in front of groups a lot more. So I'll, I'll spend more of my time now uh, looking for opportunities to present, to work with groups, et cetera, versus, uh, spending too much time on, on writing. Um, uh, I did that in the beginning when I was just getting started because that did really help me to get my name out there and who I am, but now I get more chances to talk to people face to face and to talk to groups. Uh, and that seems to be the best way for me to communicate my personal brand. So identify really what it is uh, that is best for you and then looking for all the different tools that you can use to do that. Um, uh, and that would be, I think those are five. <laughs> so those would be the five that I would, that I would say, um, and I'll just throw out one more in there. I think the sixth one that is really, really important, Bernard, is is really you have to consistently be managing your brand. You can't build your personal brand, put it out there, and just leave it alone because uh, if you do that, um, you will gradually disappear. Uh, and you really want to be, uh, you know, digitally distinct in the sense that um, – uh, People will find you on the web. They'll see you for who you are and what your brand is. They'll connect with you. Um, they'll want to do business with you. But it's not something that just develops on its own in a vacuum. You have to be a very active, uh, proactive maintainer of your personal brand or else it will just, as I said, you'll be <laughs> invisible. You'll be out of the system fast. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Great insight, shit. Um, 
Peter, where can one connect with you and all the resources you have to offer for you? So how do we connect with you? The best way to connect with me is just at my website, uh, Um And then by going there, uh, people can connect with me through social media as well. Um, uh, if people do go to uh, the website, they can download a couple of um, resources, um, ebooks on personal branding that are mainly compilations of of articles that I uh, had on my website from different um, uh, blogathons that I had sponsored. Uh, but these are great resources with personal branding experts from around the world who shared their thoughts and ideas on on how to um, you know build and maintain and and manage your personal brand, and, and those are completely free sources for people to download as well. And uh, um, but yeah, that would be the best way to get in touch with me. And um, and if anyone is interested in, in learning more, just contact me through the website. Okay, pitastelachi.com. Yes, exactly. Okay, it's been great uh, for us to believe, become, and be your brand. Thank you very much, Bernard. I really appreciate appreciate the time and. Best luck to you as well in your personal branding journey. Visit Amazon.com slash Bernard Kelvin and get access to all my 15 plus books for you today. I recommend the latest book on personal branding that is Rebrand, the ultimate guide to personal branding. Get one today and grab a copy for someone else. That is Rebrand. The best is yours. <laughs>